Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. 8.14 a half on his Thursday morning, January 25th. Seemingly in the doldrums of January. We're just kind of waiting for February to get here and then start off with Mardi Gras. The holidays are over. Credit card bills have arrived. I don't I don't think I'm telling you anything you haven't realized on your own. A wintry field today. Highs of 56. Highs of 54 tomorrow. Plenty of sunshine, though. Ideal for me. Golfing weather. Saturday, a bit warmer. Highs of 64. Then a 70% chance for showers on Sunday. Highs of 72. A special session is going to start Monday that was called by the governor to deal with Louisiana's homeowners insurance crisis. And we welcome in our friend Stephen Wangusback, president and CEO of LABI. Boy, you got a lot of letters there going, don't you, Stephen? Louisiana Association <laughs> of Business and Industry. Happy New Year to you, sir. Tommy, you always have the right to call me whatever you want with whatever title you want. It's well, all up to you, big guy. I'll call you Steve. <laughs> tell me, there you um, go. that'll work. Tell me about this. First of all, um, yeah. the outlook for business and industry in 2023. Before we get to this specific issue. Yeah, well, it's a gigantic year for not just uh, the business and industry, but the state as a whole. I mean, we're going into a huge election year. Um, as everyone knows, uh, there, there's a it's a term limited year, so we're, there's a we have an opening governor seat. We have a lot of statewide looking at it, which will create new openings. We have term limits up and down the legislature, um, so it's a big, big election year. So the the, the years is to be dominated on what is our goal for the for the state, what is our strategic plan for the state going forward, and who's the best leadership to run with that baton this fall. And so that's really the name of the game this year. Obviously, we have this special session coming up in the regular after. And there's a lot of important issues we'll be working on that we're going to talk about in a sec. But the truth of the matter is when I talk to business leaders, they view this fall as a great opportunity to sit back and think and reflect what is the proper goal for the state, what is our plan from here, and who are the best leaders that we trust to kind of take us to that next level so we can become a true competitor in the South like some of these other states that are doing so well right now. Leaving the, leaving the people out of it for now, what are some of the goals you'd like to see? What direction would you like to see the state take? Well, if you look at what's going on around the country, the South right now is booming. There's a lot of businesses that are leaving states like California, New York, Illinois. They're leaving high taxes. They're leaving big regulations, and they're moving south. And at the same time, you've got repatriation of some of these supply chains. You've got supply chains leaving China and other overseas destinations, and they're also coming back to America, and they're moving to the south. We are one of the only states in the south that has a, um, had a weak GDP, the second worst in the country coming out of the pandemic. We're lagging behind, and this is a boom era in the South. So I would like us say let's let's look at what the other states are doing well and try to compete there so we can take advantage of this boom. That's being smarter with our tax code. That's um, It doesn't always mean slashing rates. Sometimes it can mean lowering the regulations, cleaning up some of the duplicative audits. The complexity of it, right, Stephen? The complexity is a big deal. It's not just rates. Sometimes it's complexity. The other piece is legal reform. There's a lot of companies that don't want to come here. Because they're worried they're going to have a big lawsuit bullseye on their back, and they don't want to do that. And then the third piece I hear a lot about is education. We've got slipping math and science rates. We've got to get serious about improving those, and we've got to get serious about improving the last part of high school, that, that senior year, 
so we can prepare kids for sometimes college, but sometimes those technical and trade skills that are needed that they can roll right into the workforce in many of these communities. So those are some of the things we'd like to see the needle move on this session. And those are some of the things we're going to talk about this fall in the election cycle. I'm a big proponent of education, as anybody with half a brain should be. But yeah, um, it seems like not everybody is meant for college, uh, that maybe even waiting until senior year might be too late because you might have somebody gone full guns by the time they're 18 or 19. How do you get the state from 49th or 50th to at least 45th or 40th, and you don't let perfect get in the way of improvement, and yet still find the path and, and show people a path where, you know what, maybe college is not for you, but you can have a damn fine living doing this or that or the other thing and love what you do? 100%. And I think we need to rethink some of our timelines here. There's no reason that we go K through 12 and call that the high school experience. The truth is, by the time someone's a sophomore, there are certain kids that should pivot to more uh, skills training that prepares them for the next step. There's no reason we can't maximize our 12th grade year. That's what I'm saying. More, more dual enrollment, more technical training, get more specificity in those schools so those kids don't wander. What we have in Louisiana is a lot of times kids leave high school and they wander for a few years. Right. And then we use programs like Tops Tech and others and try to pull them back into training. But why let that, those four or five years of loss and the wandering happen. And the other piece is that's where we lose some of these kids to other states. You know, we always talk about the brain drain. If we can better train those kids in 12th grade and connect them with local employers that need those technical skills, they'll go cut their teeth locally as compared to cutting their teeth in Houston or Dallas or some other state where it's so hard to get those kids back. I think rethinking 12th grade is one of the most important things we can do. I, I totally agree with you. Where do the opportunities lie, Stephen? What are people telling you, business owners? Well, the opportunities lie. It's usually local. I talk about state policy, but the truth is in every region of the state, there's an employer that needs workers. There's an employer that's looking to expand and can't find it. And so it's really imperative that you force local superintendents and local employers to sit down with the local community college and figure out the needs, donate the equipment, the training, the expertise, and get that in the local high school. You can set policy from a state, but the truth is what's going to work well for those kids in the New Orleans area is much different it was going to work in Bunky or Baton Rouge or anywhere else in the state. And we've tried to drive that through the State Board of Education, through accountability reform. There was a lot of resistance from the local superintendents on that. We've got to find a way to get them comfortable of opening up their schools, bringing in local employers and local community college, stop worrying about who's going to pay for what, and start focusing on what's best for students and keeping them here once we shift that mindset, I think we can, we can gain a lot of ground. Right, let's take a break. We'll talk about the special session when we come back to deal with Louisiana Homeowners Insurance Crisis. Our guest, Stephen Wangusback, President and CEO of Louisiana Association of Business and Industry, Lobby 821 Traffic, now on WWL. A25, Tommy Tucker, WWL. Thanks for getting your Thursday morning started with us here. We're talking to Stephen Wangusback. President and CEO of Louisiana Association of Business and Industry. Now let's talk about the special session that's coming up. How concerned are the members of the Louisiana Association of Business and Industry about this insurance crisis? Very concerned. It's one, it's one of the largest issues we have right now at this moment. Everyone knows what's going on in the insurance crisis, uh, uh, market right now. We've had four major storms the last two years. We've seen people lose their coverage or have major price increases. We have citizens that are sitting there as the insurer of last resort to, to help those that lose their, their coverage, yet we've seen major price spikes there as well. So people need solutions. Businesses need solutions. So the, this special session they've called um, basically has one agenda item on it, 
It is to put money in a fund that was created last year in a bill by Senator Kirk Talbot um, from, from the New Orleans area. And it is uh, to help those smaller uh, businesses, excuse me, um, insurers who are trying to stay in this market but need reinsurance to do so to help them get reinsurance. And some of the qualifications are, one, they have to match the dollars they get out of the fund. Two, they have to guarantee to stay around here for five years. That wasn't in previous programs. Um, and three, they have to write <clears throat> excuse me, new coverage. So they have to write new coverage. They have to match it, and they have to stick around for five years. <clears throat> it's, a, it's a good bridge to, to, to stabilize the crisis because there are a lot of smaller insurers that they have to decide by June whether to get <clears> – <throat> excuse me, Tommy – they have to get their reinsurance um, uh, this year. So those negotiations are starting now. So that's why this, this special session is timely this week to put money in the fund to help them make that decision. Ideally, more of these smaller insurers stick around, which would mean less um, families and businesses that would be kicked over to the citizens' coverage. So this is a Band-Aid on a much larger problem, but it's an important first step to take. You, There are restrictions in place to keep companies from getting bonuses and then going out of business, right? There's some kind of penalty because here's my concern is that you yeah. give them the incentive, but then they have bankruptcy protection. So you don't get your money back. And then people wind my, up with Liga and then <clears throat> citizens. Go ahead. Yes, my concern, too. And so those uh, we're, you know, our understanding is the protections are in there. But I'm sure during the debate this week, they're going to you know, be looked at to make sure those protections are strong enough. And if not, I, I imagine they'll be fortified possibly during this session. And so, look, I, I think we have to be smarter on what worked and what didn't work last time. After Katrina and Rita, this fund was effective in bringing insurers in and getting them in the market. But what it slipped on is keeping them here for the long haul. They tried to make those adjustments in this fund. I think the safeguards are, are, are solid there. But, look, they need to be scrutinized. And if they are weak, they can be fortified. But we need as many insurers in this market as possible. If we depend solely on citizens to give people coverage, those rates are going to continue to go up each and every year, and it's going to be, become unaffordable for too many people in this region. What is a long-term solution? Because it's got to be profitable for them to write, but it, it's got also got to be affordable. They've got to be dependable. They've got to have the reinsurance they need. I don't know. It, it's tough. It, it's kind of a multifaceted approach. One, look, we've said it before and we'll say it again. Legal reform, tort reform has to be a piece of it. There's simply too many driven up costs there and and insurers know it and that's why they scare this market too we have to always look at things like building codes and community investments and drainage and, and fortification to make sure that when we get these storms because we know we're located we will that we can handle them and, and we can do i mean we have to fortify we have to have building codes go up and you know we have to also look for ways of deregulating some of this market there's a lot of restrictions that have been put in over the years which are meant to add protections but also scare away Insurers, So I think we have to look at how we best deregulate to create a more competitive environment without losing the important safeguards to protect homeowners. So I think legal reforms, I think fortification of building codes and fortification of communities, and then looking for ways where we can deregulate and let a market truly work and get attractive. Those are some of the things we got to do in the long run once we get past this special session. You say legal reforms. Do you think a cottage industry that sprung up with people maybe wanting more from their insurance companies? Look, the insurance companies brought it on themselves is part of the problem. I think everyone's got uh, blood on their hands on this one. And now it's just imperative that we bring everyone to the table and find the solution that works the long haul. Thank you, sir. Appreciate your time. Stephen Wagesback, President and CEO of Louisiana Association of Business and Industry. We'll take a break. When we come back, we'll talk to Susan Russell, Executive Director of Keep Louisiana Beautiful, about how big of a problem is litter in Louisiana. It angers me when I see it. 
especially when I come in from somewhere else. If you've been out of town, you drive, and it's like, what the hell are we doing here? Why is it this way? Tell me what you've seen at 504-260-1870. Right now, time for WWL First News. For that, we go to uh, our news director, Dave Cohen. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 